Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. iTunes, where people find podcasts like this one, or something. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Silpha was starting to worry that she had accidentally killed Cygnus Swanson with a suggestion spell, but it turned out someone else had a far more clever fate in mind for Cygnus Swanson. Cygnus is missing. This is not a time to profit. She hands you a key. That would be the linen closet key near the library. I see. And? You might want to look there. Our heroes gave horses some hallucinogenic mushrooms, which was probably a better idea in concept than in practice, but that ruined giving the horses to Lord Mentor as a bribe for the marriage contract and racked up some favors for Lady Miev and House Evans. So I will approach someone and contrive a situation where I'm like, I've been given the responsibility of taking over some of this feeding. I've never worked in the stable before. What do I do? Jessica revealed that something supernatural is up at the Thieves' Guild, and the guild members don't bleed. Maybe they're dead. Do you think they're dead? I, I, I don't know about those things. I mean, I could ask Silpha. Hmm. Maybe they're fairies. Do you think they're fairies? They could be fairies. Oh, shit. I fought fairies. Sable's mother figure, the matron Varathi, handed off leadership of the Circle of the Moon to Sable suddenly and without any context. Sable, congratulations. What? You are now the head of the Circle of the Moon. I just... I just joined! I don't know anything about it! Our heroes realize that in the aftermath of all these events, fairy spies have begun to infiltrate the house in large numbers, and the matron is clearly building to something big. There are several magical signatures sort of floating in the air. Oh, interesting. All over the hallways, usually around the ceiling level you focus on them, they become almost like tiny people shapes with wings. Mm, fairies. fairies. <laughs> okay, let's get back into it. Hi, I'm Nate. I'll be your dungeon master. I'm Sandra. I play Sable the Druid. I'm Julie. I play Silpha the Wizard. I'm Mandy. I play Jalen the Rogue. When last we left, you ladies were still at House Verathi, and all of the actual leadership had left. Well, there's more going on than that. I want to pick up as you ladies are getting ready to leave. I'm not ready to leave. You're not leaving. It's your house. Oh, okay. I think Jalen's probably just going to leave with the Evans. Okay. As you're packing up your stuff, a note falls out of your clothes. Oh, what does that say? The fairies are moving in. Get out now. Holy hell. You don't know how long it's been there. She's going to pack faster and get the hell out of there. Do you recognize the handwriting? Oh, yeah. Do I recognize the handwriting? Yeah, it's Isaac's. Okay. Um, I'm not going to take him for a liar in this because it's just too weird. So she's going to pack faster and get out. All right. The Evans roll away. Silpha, when are you going home? I hadn't thought about when Silpha would leave. I suppose I leave with my mother. Okay. So you pack up your stuff, throw on your jacket or whatever. There's a note in your jacket pocket. I open the note. It says, fairies, get out now. You do not recognize the penmanship. I am superstitious about fairies, so I would probably act on that. Okay. I'm seeing my friends off. Jalen's probably occasionally doing this for no reason, like waving her hands in the air for no reason. <laughs> it's like she just doesn't care. <laughs> Wave your hands in the air. She just doesn't get fairies or magic or any of it, so. She also didn't get the joke. <laughs> mm. All right. 
I'm assuming you two are headed back to your homes. Yes. Do my friends look nervous when they're leaving? I don't know. Can I check as I say goodbye to them? What would I roll to see? I guess insight if they're hiding it. I think I would lean into Sable and say, I got a really strange note. I got one too. Fairies? Fairies. Isaac wrote, who wrote? Let me see yours. She pulls it out and and displays it to Jalen. I didn't get a note. Well, he wasn't snooping in your room. Um, So should we meet up at the treehouse tomorrow, maybe? That would be great. Okay. If it's not safe for you to come here, I'll, I'll send messages and we'll meet elsewhere. We could meet elsewhere for about an hour in a place right. that's discreet. Should we just meet at your house, Sylpha? If we can, if I can. I suppose that will work if I can get away from the family. Keep us posted. You're gone. Sable, do you want to do anything before morning? Get out of this dress. Done. Get into my normal leathers. Done. And I'm finding champion Helena. She is in the main house near the library, standing in the hallway, just kind of leaning against the wall. Okay. Well, I catch her eye. She nods at you. Is there anybody else around, servants or anything? They're all cleaning up, so they're probably still pretty much swarming the guest house. Then I'll just go to Helen and say, do you have time to talk? Yes. What do you need? Let's go outside. She will follow you. And when we are clearly out of earshot of servants and everyone else, I'll just lay it out for her. I'll say, Helena. I'm out of my element. I'm lost and confused and not a little scared. All right. She doesn't respond right away. She looks around, listens quietly. In case anybody wondered, that was a one. She looks at you and says, I think we're alone. Well, I'm checking too. I rolled a six. So with my, what is it? What am I rolling? Perception. Perception. Oh, a whole nine. Yeah, great. You think you're alone too. Yeah, she says it's really important that someone not be bound in the way the rest of the circle is bound in order to do the business that is going to be coming up. And that means that you are going to have to handle that business. I I need to know more. It's impossible for me to make decisions in this situation. I, I, I know nothing. She looks around again. Her previous role will suffice. As she's looking around, I'll say, we can talk tonight. No, that's worse. We can go to a room. I don't think that'll help. I will cast Detect Magic. You are surrounded by little floating magical moats in the air about 10 feet above your head. Can I grab one? No, they're 10 feet above my head. They're far too far away. Yeah, you cannot grab one. So I'm looking at them. I very deliberately look up. They just continue floating yeah. there. I nudge my, my, you know, I mean, I have no idea what they understand, but, and that I said out loud, but there are eyes. They understand everything. Great. I'm sorry, Sable, I can't be really helpful, but we're working on a way that I can be more helpful. So right now, that's you're saying that's all you can give me? When you negotiate, I recommend ensuring you either get fantastic terms or that you're willing to walk away. And think long-term about the terms. I'll just give her a nod. I think that's all I can offer right now. Okay. I will look disappointed, but I'll say I won't keep you then. She will kind of look up where you were looking. She doesn't see anything. Mm-hmm. She kind of gives the sky a scowl and then turns and walks away. Any other conversations you want to have? Yeah, with those things. Okay. Uh, are you just going to float up there or are you going to come talk to me? What languages do you speak? Common, sylvan, elven, druidic, and phrenemic. <laughs> so you can see them bobbing in the air. Uh, you hear very faint whispers that you recognize as sylvan, mm-hmm. but they're not directed at you. And then they go quiet. Could I make out any words? Roll perception. <laughs> no, I rolled a one. And they continue to bob up in the air above your head. Fairy is cursing our dice. 
I'm about to get a new one. There are whispers uh, in the wind. Are there any like are there any bigger ones around? No. All right, I'm going to look around. Like I am taking like a turn around the house like as much as I can to see where the fuck these things are. Are they just everywhere? There seem to be about three or four following you at any given moment. Mm-hmm. There seem to be three or four following Champion Helena at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And if you get close to Matron Verathi, there's probably 20. Okay. Well, I'll be talking to Matron in a little bit, but I want to like do a turn while I still have the detect magic. You spot a few meandering around that are not in those spaces, but that's pretty much where they're all concentrated. Are there any that like are within grabbing distance, or do they stay well outside of my reach? Roll deception. All right, dice. Seriously, this is the last chance I'm giving you. So what you're basically doing is you're waiting for one of them to get close enough and then snatch them, and you're acting like you're not looking at them while they do it, and let's see if they're willing to... So plus one, 17. All right, yeah. So there are some that are close enough to you. So if you want to snag one, you're going to roll either athletics or acrobatics, and they are going to roll to oppose you with the same thing. They got an 11. I got a 10. Okay. You snatch at one, and your hand kind of bats it, and it spins up towards the sky. But you definitely felt it. It is physical. All right, good enough. You know, I'll see that there are 20 around Matron Verathi, and that'll give me a reason, you know, that then I'll go talk to her. When you walk up, she turns and looks at you and nods. She's still in her morning clothes? No, she's changed back into her normal outfits. I'll say I had a talk with Helena. Well, good. She has done a good job mentoring you, and now that you're in charge, you can decide if you wish to have her as a advisor. I would like a chance to speak with you first. Sure. Where would you like to go? Oh, I don't think there's a better place than right here. I'm looking around. Uh, you don't see anything, but you can roll me perception to see if you hear anything. 19. Uh, yeah, 19. There, are, You hear the buzz of fairy wings all over the room. Well, I'm assuming she knows about that. She does not make any kind of gesture or face or anything. She's just looking at you. Yeah. I don't know if you can say anything more than she can or... If it's worth asking questions, but you know as well as I do that I am out of my element and that this is dangerous. Dear, the circle has 100% faith in your ability to lead. I'm just a kid. No, you're not. You're an adult. I don't have anything like the experience that you have, that they have. In this situation, that is absolutely the best. Can you tell me anything about what you're going to do? What I am going to do? Yes, I am preparing for a day trip out to House Miev. Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. I would like it if you would accompany me, please. If you wish. That is what I wish. Will our fellows be accompanying us? That is up to Lady Miev. I... Will anyone else tell me more? Hmm. I'm sure everyone would be willing to talk to you more. If you were alone. As for how you get there, perhaps you should wait until we go visit Lady Miev tomorrow. All right. I think there's two conversations Jalen wants to have. As we get back to House Evans, is there a chance to like have a little word with Isaac? Like without anybody overhearing? Possibly. So you go up to his door, per the usual, it is locked. I, well, I meant like when we get home before he has a chance to retreat to his room. If you recall, he disappeared oh, the day before. Oh, that's right. He did. He did. After being stabbed, he took a short nap. And as soon as everyone left him alone, he disappeared. Okay. I'm going to take out the note that he left and write on the back of it, would like a word later 
and slip it under the door. You slide it under the door. Roll me perception. A 16. You hear footsteps walk towards the door. They're trying to be quiet. They're obviously barefoot. You hear some paper uncurling, and then the door bolt unlocks, and the door slides open just an inch, and you see Isaac's eye peer out, mm-hmm. and he says, come in quick. Okay, I didn't mean right this minute, but okay. So as you step in, you feel something pull on you, but not physically. Like, you can't feel it on your skin. It's like a tug at your very chest, and then it's gone. She'll probably make a face when she, if she, because she wasn't expecting that. So she'll probably make a little bit of a face. And Isaac almost slams the door behind you and then bolts it. Everything okay? Maybe. And he looks around and then puts his ear up to the door and then takes a step back. I think so. I think everything's okay. Let's come away from the door a little bit. Okay. And you walk further into Isaac's room. You haven't been in Isaac's rooms in a long time. Okay. It kind of became his man cave. Right. When he was about 14. And it kind of had like a no girls allowed. So you haven't really been in here for like three or four years. Okay. You recall it always had bookshelves and a desk and a bed and was pretty big. Like he he had a suite basically. Right. It has been wildly changed. It still has bookshelves and it still has a desk. The desk is coated in papers, a lot of them with seals that you don't recognize. There's a metallic tube device over by the window that you've never seen before. And all over the floor are these sort of drawings that are strange quasi letters. On the floor itself or like papers on the floor? On the floor itself. Okay. Are they carved or just painted? Or uh, They are both. Okay. Some of them are painted, some of them are carved. So she's going to like pick up her feet uneasily, like, can I stand here? Or <laughs> He says, you're fine. Okay. And you see them on the doors and the windows as well. Like drawn on the doors or etched? Yeah. Okay. She is going to spend like a good solid minute looking around and she's not hiding that she's doing that. Roll me history. 21. The most interesting thing in this room is actually all of the wax seals that are on various letters and are kind of broken open that sit on his desk. They're definitely nobility-based wax seals. None of them are the families of Fenrir. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, she'll be openly nosy. She's going to go up to the desk and pick one up and look. And she won't open it, but she's going to look at the seal and say, where is this from? He looks over at it and says, um... That would be the mayoral seal of Sternheim. Which is who? Sternheim would be a city to the north of Fenrir from before the Thorns. She's going to give him a look. Where did you get this? Um, I can't tell you that right now because it might compromise how I get it. Isaac, the hell is going on? Okay, so you know how sometimes wizards have master and apprentice kind of things going on? Okay. I have, a, I have a master, and I am an apprentice, and the master occasionally sends me tidbits, and I read them. From outside the kingdom? Yes. Is it just you, or is there anybody else? I don't know of anyone else. Okay. He turns and starts tidying up his desk a little self-consciously, uh-huh. and you see him kind of slide a pile of papers underneath a book and flatten them out. Does anybody know about this except you and me? No. Okay. I would like it if it stayed that way, please. Okay. There's, um, there's a problem. Well, I gathered. Something happened with those assassins at House Varathi. Okay. They weren't hired. They just wanted to kill Meg? Let me rephrase, they weren't hired. 
No human hired them. So who did? The, the, and she'll mouth Aries? He'll nod at you. Why? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Yes, that is my question. <laughs> Why? I don't have the answer to that, but I will find the answer to that. It's just going to take time. Okay. Do you think something followed us here? Oh, I'm certain of it, but they can't get in this room. Can you make it so they can't get into my room? Not in a short period of time, but I mean, maybe after like a week or two. Does silver work on fairies? Um, Actually, I think iron is really the best for, oh. for fairies specifically. I have lots of iron. Well, steel. Does that count? It depends on how worked it is. Okay. Iron, hard, cold iron. I'll steal a fire poker. That'll help. Yeah. St- steal a fire poker. Like just having it in the room? That That's good? They'd see that as a threat. Is that bad? I can see that this isn't going well. Let me let me, let me me try again. All right. So there are fairies. Yes. They have a few quirks to them. Like putting up a big bramble of thorns around the kingdom to trap us here and mutate us to death? That's a quirk. That is a quirk, yes. In, in theory, that is the result of our actions, not theirs. Okay. All right. I'll give you a couple tips. Here's how this works. Fairies can't lie, but they can make deals. And any deal they make is metaphysically binding. The nature of the universe comes together to enforce the will of the deal. That sounds terrible. Well, you really should stay away from fairy agreements. Okay. But the problem is, almost every citizen of Fenrir have some amount of fairy blood flowing through their veins. So I should never make deals. You should make the deals that benefit you. But remember, any any deal you break, even with a person, will have a consequence. She knows that, though, right? Yeah, you know uh, that. Okay. He's a little bit mansplaining. <laughs> she is kind of playing the dumb card yeah. a little bit, so... <laughs> but any deal you make with a fairy will not only have a negative consequence, but it will unravel. It will do the opposite. It will impose a penalty of equivalent value. And we do not get to choose the penalty. So I just shouldn't make deals. I would advise not making deals with a fairy. Which means pretty much anybody in the kingdom. You can get away with some of them. Okay. I mean, like a deal between you and Silpha, you might get a headache if you break it. Unless she's related to House Miav. Is she related or just attached? I think she's a cousin. Oh, right. Uh, Okay, so a deal with Silpha might be a little bit, might be a full-on migraine. And Sable? As far as I can tell, House Verathi just has a lot of deals going. With the, she'll mouth it again, fairies? Yeah. Oh. It's the only explanation for why the thorns don't grow in around their house in the way that they do everywhere else. They don't just have shitloads of peasants cutting them? They do, and they lose fewer than anyone else. Oh. Because they cut less than anyone else. Oh. Anyway, look, I think you should stay away from Sable. In fact, I don't know what's happening. But I, I would recommend not ever talking to her again. Wow. I mean, you know she's one of two best friends, right? Jalen, I'm not judging you. Sure you're not. I'm just telling you, they moved in in force when that assassination failed. There, there's an army. But uh, why Meg? I don't know. I have no idea. Huh, natural 20. Natural 20. He is not telling you everything he knows, but you you get that the core of your question, he can't answer. Okay, not like I could, because I do know. You have a much better guess than he does, actually. You feel like for once in probably your entire life, you are the better informed person. I actually have the edge on him information-wise. Okay, Isaac, just um, one other thing. Do you turn invisible and spy on people? 
and I am prepared to rule. Invisibility is an inefficient way to spy on people. The best way to hide is often to be seen but innocuous. I am almost never invisible. But I spy on a lot of people. Does she want to go into the blackmail territory? Can I ask you a personal favor? Can you promise me never to spy on me and my friends? You know how I was telling you about a deal and how you shouldn't make one? A promise counts. Well, I promise not to tell people what I know about you. All right, Jalen. I solemnly promise that I will not spy on you and your friends. But I would like to stress that if I can't spy on you, it will be much harder to protect you. From what? Is your mouth at fairies? <laughs> Among other things. Like what? I'll give you an example. We think we control the Thieves' Guild. She's going to get real wide-eyed at that. But I don't agree. Okay, any theories on who does? Yep. And who's that? And he will walk over to the door and open it and gesture you out. Thanks, Isaac. Been a real morale booster. I'm always here for you, Jalen. I, I, I suspect that, yes. And he closes the door and you hear it bolt twice. Does Kylan drink wine? Probably a lot of it, yeah. Okay, she's going to go get a bottle of wine and two cups and go knock on his door. Kylan will open the door and see you and say, hey, Jalen, you're back. Hi, yes, we're back. Thank you for your note, by the way. Boy, did you miss a party. I heard. Yeah. Can I talk to you? Yeah. Come on in. Okay. I got business with you, too. I, I figured you might. He uh, walks you in. He's got like a little... His room is not nearly as big as Isaac's. Mm -hmm. It has a little table and two glasses. You don't think he spends a lot of time in here. Okay. The dojo is his, and you're guessing he works nights. Right. But he sits down at his table and sets out a glass and says, all right, fill me up. I figured I, I could use a drink and thought maybe you could too, so. So, your business first or mine? Let's do yours first. Okay. A lot of money's rolling in right now. Okay. So, normally, people pay a little bit of money and they scare each other. Very rarely do anyone pull knives and start stabbing. That requires a great deal of money. But when people are afraid, they start spending that kind of money. And so the stabbing is about to start in earnest. Okay. Now, I would like you to be scarce for this wave. So just stay home? No, no, no. No. But don't participate. Don't take contract. Correct. You and I, our business is to appear as degenerate heavy drinkers who like to fight and happen to be clingers on to the Evans family. It's very important that people not understand or not know the details of what we do. So you and I are not going to participate directly in these contracts. And until you have a certain level of skill, I would prefer if you just stood out of this one. But the next big hurrah that happens in three or four years, I expect you to be a full participant. Okay. And I have one last ask, and then my business is done. Okay. Sable is fire. Fire. Yep, fire. I don't know what that means. Do not play with fire. Okay. Um, is there more information you can give me? <laughs> not that I'm comfortable giving you, but if you ask a specific question, I might be able to get close. Fire because she's part of House Farathi? Our clients don't tell us their motives, but money has changed hands and consequences will be had. Well, hell. Now, what did you want to discuss? Well, first, Jessica. Yeah. 
Did you clear things with the silversmith? I did. Thank you. Can I ask you another question since you mentioned that? Sure. Do you know why silver is unwelcome down there? I'm starting to form an idea, yes. Okay. Let's leave it unsaid. I don't have all the answers. That was sort of another thing I was going to ask about, but I don't have to if I shouldn't. Again, ask questions and I'll try to answer them. Is everyone in the sewer undead? (laughs) No. No one is undead. That I can swear to you. Why don't they bleed? Oh. Did you stab one of them? No, but Jessica did. Ah. I was hoping she wouldn't remember any of that. They don't bleed because they're immune to damage from normal weapons. You can pierce their skin and it heals instantly. How is... how is that? Did they make a deal? Yep. Have you made that deal? I've made a few deals, but I'm not comfortable telling you about them at this time. Okay. A big question I have is, I'm pretty much the next generation of you for this family, right? That's the plan, as long as Jessica doesn't fuck it up. You were an orphan, they adopted you. Yep. Grew up alongside Lord Evans. Yep. Okay. I would like to know how the information network works. Specifically for the Thieves Guild or for Lord Evans or just in general across the kingdom? Yes, yes, and yes. Ah. I know the servants are a large part of the network across the kingdom. You can buy anything because the servants are underpaid and the kingdom is closed. Right. The question is really just how much is it going to cost you? And that is 100% a factor of the perception of danger. So if you can make people feel safe, you can buy information cheaply. If you make them feel afraid, information becomes more expensive. But there is nothing you cannot learn with coin. Okay. If, hypothetically, (laughs) I were to have a secret, Mm -hmm. how safe is it to pass it to you? going to do an insight roll on him. (laughs) If it's the kind of secret that would make your father a little upset, it's probably safe to pass it to me. I don't tell him everything. If it's the kind of secret that would make your father very upset, it's not safe to pass it to me. He's like a brother to me, and I take that very seriously. I understand. If it's the kind of secret that could get you killed, I recommend killing anyone who knows it and keeping it to yourself. Okay. If you're in need of sharper knives... (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) I I will sharpen everything tomorrow. Do people live down in the sewers? Yes. Do you have a place down there where you go? I do. Is it possible for me to have one? Yeah. It's a little more commitment. Okay. But if you're willing to make that commitment, I'd be happy to set a place up for you. I would like that. Done. The next time you stop by, there will be a room. They're not much. It doesn't have to be much. It's a door with a lock on it and a bed. Probably a chest. That's about what I can promise. There are a few nicer ones down there, but you'll have to get you'll have to get much more invested. I don't need nicer, it's fine. All right. Thanks, Kylan. No problem. Jalen gets her own studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelorette pad begins. Right. Is it late? Is it like nighttime? You got the Evans probably left midday, so it's it's probably too late for you to go back into town, but if you sent a servant, they wouldn't they would have to stay wherever you send them. So you've got like an hour of daylight left. Okay, no, she's not going to do that. She'll just go to the dojo and practice with her knives so she'll do better with Lynn next time. (laughs) 
Uh, so one thing does happen, just as, as night is falling, a servant arrives from another house and knocks and is let in, and because it's late, they're going to have to stay the night. But a rolled-up piece of paper with a seal on it is dropped at your room. Is it from Lynn? Well, it doesn't say, but it does have the Borninho house seal on it. She's going to pick that up and pocket it fast and read it by candlelight. Ah. <laughs> And you can't see this, listeners, but she's twirling her hair. <laughs> she's to- Yeah, she's totally twirling her hair. <laughs> and I can't tell if she got too much sun today or if she's blushing. <laughs> I may have gotten sun today. I was in the garden. No, she's blushing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so by candlelight, you read a very nice thank you letter for the lovely walk. Aww. And it does mention that his father seemed quite pleased that he had found an interest and recommended that he continue writing you. Okay, well she'll she'll write him back to send with the servant the next morning and say she had a lovely time and she's glad his family approved or his father approved and maybe they could meet at some point. And then you leave it vague. In your studio apartment <laughs> down in the sewer. No. Keep what she does and her associations as far away from him as possible. Um, those probably make some mention of, you know, it, it would be cool to get to know your family a little at some point. But she doesn't want to be too forward. I also have a next morning thing, but I also have a very middle of the night thing. All right. What's your middle of the night thing? I'm going to get up, make sure that I'm in all of my armor. Mm-hmm. Make sure nobody's following me. I'm going to walk out to that willow tree and thorns. Okay. Pushing my way past them, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to see if that cat's there. All right. I'm giving it one hour and one hour only. Roll me an insight. 22. You hear a faint whisper on the winds mm-hmm. that you realize is Sylvan, the language of fairies. Mm-hmm. And it is coming from above your head, and as you focus on it, it's it's just a very slow pronunciation message but it does seem to be directed at you well what is it saying hello sable welcome to my glade your glade yes my glade but i'm not seeing anything above me just tree branches okay what brings you out this time of night i'm hoping to find out more about what i have been thrust into Then you came to the right place. Do you know more? I am meant to know all things that transpire in this glade. And who are you? I do not have a name. Are you the air? The sky? No. The tree? I am the tree. Is there something I should call you? I don't have a name. All right, then. Tree. Can you tell me anything about what transpired when I was here? I can. One of the queen's favored messengers came to discuss with you the rules for your new engagement. And he left empty-handed. He left with your opening offer. More information before any agreement is made. It was competently negotiated. Well done. I believe they call that playing hard to get. You know a lot about such things for a tree. I am a thousand years old. I exist to be the memory for man. 
You die so quickly. What happened in this glade before the thorns? Was there a circle? There has been a circle since I was a sapling. Always ruled by women? Yes. Always belonging to the lady? Always. Tell me about the lady, what you're willing to share. I was born here, and so I have never met her. But I have met many of her servants. They come, they go. But all are similar. They are bound to her by agreements. I learn these agreements, and so I can tell you a few things. She is jealous. She is controlling. She is conniving. And her wisdom is truly ancient. Older than you, Tree? Older than man. I appreciate your knowledge. It is why I am here. You and your kind forget what they have agreed to. And in time, that can cause broken agreements. As evidenced by these pesky ponds growing in my shade. Thank you for your assistance. I am here if you have questions. I will have many. I am here to answer them. I will return. Enjoy your night, Sable Mirkwood. Even you know my name. It was said sixteen years ago on this spot. By whom? The matron, Varathy, named you. She stole your true name and gave you the name of your father. I have another? Yes. Do you know my father? Yes. Has he been here? Matron Varathy does not care for your father, but he has been here. He was a servant in her house for twenty-five years before you were born. I would know more of this, but not tonight. To do your wisdom honor, I should take my time absorbing it. Hmm. You honor me. If you are looking for the cat, it takes some time for a creature who leaves to get to the queen and back. It will be at least three more moons. All right. I suppose this teenager will have to learn patience. Have a pleasant evening. And you, Tree. Back I go. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's time for Animal Facts. The wolf is the largest of the canines. Like dogs, they communicate long distance through howling, but unlike dogs, they don't bond well to people. Most people who try to raise a wolf end up giving it up. The wolves do have a complex social structure that works for wolves, at least. It helps them to be successful hunters. Wolves are very nomadic, roaming up to 20 kilometers a day and can follow herds for hundreds of kilometers over the course of a year. The wolf stays territorial and will claim as many as a thousand square miles. Look at me, switching units mid. Yeah, that's bad form. Wolves live up to 13 years and can have four to six pups per litter. They can run up to 38 miles per hour. Wolves can smell other animals over a mile away and hear them over six miles away. They have a bone-crushing bite at 1,500 pounds of pressure per square inch. Lastly, they have highly reflective eyes, 
so that trope of eyes in the dark is actually a thing. All right, let's get back to it. Super very quick. The next morning, I'm going to send notes to them saying that I have to attend to traveling arrangement to Lady Mavs with uh, Matron Varathi. A letter arrives pretty much at the same time as the letter from Sable to both Silpha and Jalen. It is from Lady Miev, and it's sealed, and when you open the seal, it says, Please come to my house immediately. I have a job that requires urgency. You will be compensated for your expedience. Do fairies have true sight? You can roll nature. Eight. No. Not all fairies have true sight. <laughs> Hashtag not all fairies. Not all fairies. You are not aware of any fairies with true sight. Well, Sofa spends her morning taking out a bottle of ink, which is slightly shimmery, and setting up a little ritual with like a candle, and penning a letter to the Lady Miev, which says something along the lines of, Dear Lady Miev, we were sorry to see you had to depart so early. I am saddened to hear the news of Champion Riley's illness. I hope that you were able to find a suitable healer. Something to that effect. And in reality, it is a report. She describes the the events that she witnessed at the funeral. She reports that Isaac was involved in that he was disguised and used Dimension Door to transport them to safety. And that, concerningly, Isaac seems to be spying on her and Jalen and Sable. Noted. Do you talk about your crown or the Masons? I think I relate to her that she had asked me to perform tasks which would earn her favor with other families, and that she would find that I had helped to defend House Verathi from the violent event, that she assisted the Mason House guards to apprehend one of the thugs, and that the less she knows, the better, but I completed a mission for Jalen which benefited her family. I think Silpha does want to discuss things about the Masons with uh, Lady Miev without getting too specific. Something along the lines of House Mason can be counted to be indebted to House Miev, but it's a relationship that should be have some distance and caution. Okay. Also, Jalen is going to find a moment with Lord Evans to tell him that Silva helped her pull off, was was instrumental in helping her pull off the horse heist, and that and mention her connection to Lady Miev. When you go talk to Lord Evans, he nods at you as you explain these things. And he says, one last thing, Jalen. Yes, sir? It's come to my attention that you may be in need of protection. I might, yes. I'm sending Champion Laurel with you. Oh, Okay. Are you like, it'd be better not to send anyone with me, Dad? <laughs> well, she didn't call him Dad. <laughs> Champion Laurel, it'd be better to send no one, Lord Evans. He will be instrumental in protecting me if there are geese. He will open the door to his study and shout. Champion Laurel will show up. And he will say, Laurel, you're with Jalen today. She is not to go near Sable. Oops. you got to ditch this guy. <laughs> so, meanwhile, back at House Varathi... The matron has called a horse, and her and you are going. Is Champion Helena coming? Doesn't look like that. You are in charge. No, that's not how I see it. I ask her if, if anyone else is coming with us. No, just you and me. All right, I won't push. Okay, so you are all on your way to House Miev. 
you all bump into each other at about the same time. You're about 30 minutes out from House Miev when Sable and Lady Varathi are moving faster and sort of catch up to Jalen and Silpha. And Champion Laurel, who is right behind you, unless you did something about that. What she do to shake him? I mean, he knows where you're going. Yeah, he does know where I'm going, and he was given a job. Make up a really good lie. Like, Jessica is off doing this thing. I really need you to go. That's true. Be like, Laurel, you know, um, Jessica kind of needs more of an eye than I do probably right now. I don't know if you've heard anything. Your dad's orders are your dad's orders. I know, but it might be worthwhile to find her and keep an eye on her, but don't let her know you're keeping an eye on her. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a big problem. Go ahead and roll me deception. 20. He says, so you promise me you're not going to go hang out with Sable? Fucking A. Um, no, I am not going to hang out with Sable. All right. I mean, I'm not sure I like the way you said that, but <laughs> I, I guess I believe you. I guess I'll I'll keep an eye on Jessica. I, she really got herself into trouble the other night. She did. She really did. And she might go looking for more. So That sounds like her. Okay. Well, thanks for the heads up, Jalen. I'll, I'll uh, go. You know, may- maybe uh, we could meet here a little before. Well, I might wind up staying over there. How about I come meet you there? That sounds good. All right. I'll catch up. All right. See ya. So when you guys arrive, Laurel is not present. I promise I won't hang out with Sable alone. We're not going to hang. <laughs> if you find a way for us to hang, <laughs> then she will break that promise. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys do all catch up about a half an hour out and walk. Matron Varathi will spend a fair amount of time eyeing the thorns suspiciously at about the half hour mark. Really? Do we notice her doing that? Yeah, she's making kind of a point of it. Well, I'm going to certainly be looking that direction. Roll me perception then. Oh, I rolled a 19, so plus my wisdom is 22. There are human-shaped creatures inside the thorns, about 10 feet back from the edge of the thorn wall. You spot them. They appear to be hiding. Am I riding with Matron Varathi? You're right next to her on a horse. Yeah, I poke her and nudge my head that direction, exactly the direction I see them. Yeah, she's looking there, too. She says, yep, I see him. Then I, you know, look at my friends and turn my eyes How'd that direction. How'd the rest of you roll, by the way? I got a 13. That's not enough. Silva probably straight up has her nose in a book as she's yeah. walking. I'll say to Silva, which is phrenemic, but Silva, I'll say, are you paying attention? Huh, what? And when I do, when she looks up, you know, I'll give her the eye and head gesture that's like, we've got company. Both of you should see it. Jalen is going to... She's going to have a hand crossbow at the ready and be ready to draw her rapier. Okay. I think I've established that I armor up for the day. By which, I mean, I usually cast major armor on myself before going outside. Uh, Jalen will be like, hey, Sable, why don't you walk on the other side of... Or the far side of everyone? I'm on a horse. I know. Go on the far... Yeah, like away from the thorns. Oh, no, they're they're everywhere, aren't they? Well, the thorns are really on one side of you because okay. of the way you're going out to house me as. I'll be like, why don't you get furthest away? And she'll say it in phrenemic. I'll, I'll, I'll quietly ask Matron Varathi, who do you think they're after? Who would be able to stand inside the thorns, I wonder? Maybe they're just shifters. All right, I'm getting off the horse. Yeah, put the horse between you and the... Yeah. <laughs> So as long as you guys keep moving forward, even though it's tense, nothing happens. And you arrive at House Miev's. When you arrive, Lady Miev is waiting at the door. 
Lady Miev is dressed in riding leathers, not like she's expecting a party or a visitor, but it, she is definitely waiting for you. And uh, she has a rapier at her side, which is the first time you've ever seen her armed. And you see behind her the den mother, Carolina. And Carolina is armored and armed, like she intends to hurt something. Um, hi. You look prepared. Thank you. So do you. All right, ladies. Follow me, please. And she turns and starts heading around the house. Is the matron still riding the horse, or is she... She hops off and starts walking. So you head around to the back of the house, where there is what you assume is a servant's entrance. And she knocks on the door, and a servant opens it. And she steps into the kitchen and waves you to follow. We follow? She gets to a rear room. You've never been to this back part of the house before. She opens the door and says, As we agreed, Lady Varathy, this room meets your specifications. And Lady Varathy nods and says, Sable, you're with me? Yes, ma'am. And she walks into the room and you see her actively cringe and then take a few more steps and says, Come on. I step in. You feel a tough tug. Like it just pulls at you. And then it's gone. And you are in a kind of stone-walled windowless room with several lanterns lit around it. There's a writing desk, several bookshelves, and the floor in front of the door, and the door itself, is covered in some kind of magical runes. I will roll to see if I recognize the purpose of any I'm of them. I'm going to roll to see if I can match them to Isaac's, because I felt a similar sensation, or like I felt... Jalen, you don't need to roll, though. Okay. When the door opens, you can see them, and they are exactly the same. Silfa, how'd you do on Arcana? Only a 12. A 12 tells you you are dealing with some sort of abjuration warding glyphs. Jalen will catch Silfa's eye and do a gesture of, I know that. Man, feeling one up there, wizard. She is. She she kind of arches her eyebrows at you, surprised that you recognize it. Are they allowed to come in with us? or? Nobody said anything, but no one told them to follow. Well, I'm in the room. And Lady Miev didn't go in there? No. Okay. And Lady Miev closes the door and looks at the two of you and says, So, your job today is going to be security. We are about to do something very dangerous. Your mission is to protect me and Champion Riley at all costs. Okay. Do we get to know what you're doing? No. But you can sit with me and wait here for a moment. Um, she's not going to sit. Miev will sit down. Jalen will draw her rapier and keep her hand on her crossbow. Meanwhile, in the room, the matron Varathy turns around and says, Sable, we can talk here. We're alone. Those are fairy glyphs. I assume we have a limited time. Well, we do have to get on with this. We're here for a mission, but part of my price was Miev's magic. She's keeping them out of this room for now. So, I put you in charge as a last-ditched effort to save this family and also the circle from the will of the fairy queen. She has been in charge for a very long time, but her rulership is not benevolent. It is self-centered. For a thousand years, she has been slowly taking over these lands, and now she owns them. And the circle was unwittingly an instrument of hers, and I have temporarily broken her control over it by abdicating and putting someone with no existing agreements in place. Oh my god. Yep. <sighs> Sorry. My original intention was that you wouldn't have to take over for some time, but something happened with Edgar. Tell me about that. Edgar may have died of natural causes, but I don't believe it. I think something killed him, and I think it was related to the Masons. Something changed a few nights ago. Yes. 
Something something big. Yes. Well, if you know what it is, tell me. Is it something that you will... Does not... Anyone who knows is doomed. All right. Well, I'm already doomed. Will you keep it? I promise you. I swear on my grave. I will have no opportunity to tell anyone. They have blood magic. We found the sacrificial pool. Oh, my. And a ghost who wanted revenge. My friends know, I know, and we promise not to tell anyone. Well, you still haven't told anyone. Congratulations. Look, I don't know what that means, and I don't know why the Fairy Queen feels threatened all of a sudden, but she is very upset. I was unwilling to go to war with House Mason. I would not put my family in war with House Mason. I would not put the Druid Circle into a war with House Mason, and so this is, this is the only option. I abdicate, and she has too much leverage on the other members of the circle. You're the only one she can't make do anything. God, Mason, what am I going to do? Avoid making a lot of agreements for as long as you possibly can. Figure out what this fairy queen is upset about and solve it in a different way, one that won't bring all of the noble houses to our doorstep with weapons. And what if they come anyway? What if, how, how do you know that they haven't made deals? That they don't, they're not going to go to war. That they're going to come to our door with war. I can't know that for certain. But what I can know is that I'm not going to be the one to start it. We are trapped in a sphere of thorns. There is no escape from a war. I'm hoping that if someone else has some kind of leverage, they won't be the stupid one. If another house gets themselves wiped out by attacking the Masons directly, so be it. But it won't be my house, and it won't be you. Is that clear? It's clear. All right. I am going to do something very dangerous today. For the first time in my life, I am going to openly defy the Fairy Queen. I think my character is going to start tearing up. She does not comfort you with a touch at all. I don't even look like I want comfort. It's just happening. I am not reaching to her for comfort in any way. Probably never felt welcome to do that in no, your life. No, <laughs> I don't feel welcome to tear up, but she is pretty much admitted to me. She's dying today. We're going to do this. We're going to do a thing. It's going to be different, and it is going to change some things. It's going to change a lot of things. But I think I've positioned the house well. By not naming Lorelei. I suspect House Varathi will be the number one house in this kingdom within a month or two. The Circle's connection to the Fairy Queen isn't broken, but it is weakened considerably. You won't be able to get any new members into the Circle until you have some kind of established agreement, but that can wait a long time. How is this going to make Varathi the top house? Lord Mentor will choose the next king or queen from amongst my grandchildren. That person will become the heir of the house, and the two houses will be wed, and there will be no space between the Mentors and the Varathis. Provided I keep war at bay. Well, thankfully, you're not taking over the house Varathi, but please do not start a war. Why would I want that? I won't. I made a lot of compromises to avoid it, and uh, I think it's about to cost me quite a bit more than I intended, but luckily, I'm old. I'm still blinking the tears out of my eyes for that. You have one mission today, Sable. Yes, ma'am. It's just to survive. Is that clear? Crystal. All right. Well, let's do this then. So the door swings open, and Matron Varathi strides out, looking as in charge of the situation as ever, and says, we're ready. And Lady Miev says, all right, he's in the barn. 
I'm told we're to provide protection. Can you illuminate us as to what we should expect? Both women kind of look at you, and they give you kind of this pretty intense stare. And then they look at each other, and Matron Varathi says, I'll take this one. We are about to do something very dangerous, and we don't know what could be coming. Your job is to make sure that Lady Miev and Champion Riley are safe at all costs. Are we clear? I understand. I, I suppose. I would recommend strongly that if you can avoid fighting, you avoid it. Yes, ma'am. Let's go to the barn. And they file out through the kitchen and head to the barn. And as we walk by, I reach out and give each of your hands a squeeze with my gloved hands. That's not something I ever do. Are you okay? I just shake my head. Sophia gives her a side hug. Jalen gives her one from the other side and all you feel yeah. is metal. In everything, we're in this together. She looks like she's about to tear up again, but fights it and off. And Jalen leans in and goes, no crying. So you guys get to the barn. Is, is the barn kind of a lone structure? It is. So I, like I could do a perimeter? You could. Okay. So you get to the barn. Carolina, Lady Miev, and Lady Varathi pull open the main doors and step into the barn. And Lady Miev says, how do you want to do this? And she says, you don't draw a sword. You don't cast a spell. Nothing. And she says, okay. That goes for Carolina as well. In fact, I would like you two to stand right next to Riley, and the second it's done, I want you to pull him out the door. Should we come in or stay out? She looks around, looks up at the air, kind of looks past you guys, and says, I don't know. <sighs> Champion Riley's pretty heavy. Help pull him out of the barn. Okay. Is she looking at them when she's saying that? Yeah. Okay. She steps up to Champion Riley, and everyone roll me perception, please. 20. Fluttering can be heard in the air, just faint sort of flapping of very tiny wings, and they're getting more and more intense as... Uh, we can't see them, though. Nothing. Okay. It's getting more and more intense, and you can see... So a barn tends to have, like, floating hay particles and dirt just sort of drifting through the air. You know, like that effect when sunlight goes through dust, and you can see that, and you see little whirls within the dust just spinning in the air. You know something's there. I'm not taking any time to wait. I'm casting Detect Magic now. Detect Magic, you focus for a, a few seconds, and there are 12 little circles of magic floating in the air above Champion Riley. Okay. Is that it? What about around us, around the barn, where so I can see? From, from your current vantage point, that's all you got. There are 12 circles floating. Okay. Lady Miev says, Matron, we're not going to get any more ready. And so the matron Varathi prepares to cast a spell. Would anyone like to know what it is? Of course. <laughs> you could roll Arcana. A 19 Arcana. 16. I don't know why Jalen knows this. Because <laughs> I watch Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Isaac has never cast the spell before. It is Remove Curse. And uh, Silpha, you recognize all the hand gestures. The Remove Curse spell reaches her hands and she touches Champion Riley and his body is instantly racked. And you can kind of see the bones shifting under his skin as his whole body begins to sort of shake and shift. The lizard head falls off leaving behind a sort of face that you recognize as Champion Riley's. The, the claws sort of wither and rot away, and two arms emerge, growing as fast as you can see, just sort of springing out of his shoulders. The sort of scaly skin just flakes off, 
dries and flakes, leaving a human-shaped, fleshy husk falling off of him onto the barn floor. And he looks normal again. As normal as he did before? Even more so. We're supposed to grab him, right? You're supposed to grab him. All right, we do. Guys, come on. And you see, he's kind of like, what? How did I get here? And you're you're pulling him. And right, yeah, I've got like I've got one an, an arm under one armpit, and if somebody else gets under another armpit, we're gonna haul him out. Riley, you have to go. And then you all feel a snap in the air, like some kind of tension just breaks, and you see Lady Varathi instantly age about twenty five years as she sort of falls to a knee and almost withers in appearance. I go to her immediately, matron. She says, "No, get back, get back." I stop. They're coming. Get back. Take a few steps back. I'm watching the air. Your detect magic spell reveals that all 12 of those things begin to cast a magic spell. Oh, really? Yes. I'm prepared for this, because I thought that they might. She didn't tell us not to do anything, right? She told us not to get into a fight, if we could help it. If we could help it? Yeah. I know they're casting a spell. Well, can you do something? You're going to have to make a decision fast because that spell goes off in three seconds from when they commit to it. I'm going to say to the air, like right where they are, pointing at them and say, you finished that thing and you are asking for it. (laughs) So much for not starting a war. (laughs) Roll me intimidate. How about a 15? A 15 is pretty good. A few of them pull away and stop their spell. A 15 is probably going to stop about half of them, yeah. Okay. About half of them stop casting. The other half finish. And what happens? Nothing you can see. You can roll Arcana to try to identify the spell if you wish. My Arcana's not great. Oh, but I did roll a 19, so that would be 21. They cast Phantasmal Force. Oh, gosh. A violent image from probably someone's nightmares yeah. is probably in this room, but only they can see it, and they're likely being assailed by it. Which is probably why the matron Varathi, even though she's she, she's kind of fallen to a knee and seems to be struggling to move, mm-hmm. but she does put her hands up over her face and you kind of see like little lines yeah. form in her face all of a sudden as trickles of blood start to run yeah. down. And I will give everybody a chance to do something. So Well, we're trying to get Riley out. So Riley starts to help. Okay. As he comes to and like takes a moment to realize, oh, 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 Christ, something bad is happening. <laughs> and he, he will make it easier quickly, mm-hmm. but you can absolutely get him out. Okay. Do you keep running is my question. Well, no, he's charged with protecting Lady Miev and... They are right with you. Okay, so we're all outside the barn now. Basically, they were all pulling okay, on Okay, if they're all out and safe, Jalen's going to run back in to try to grab Sable and get her the hell out of there. Silpha. Fantastic. Then when we're some distance away from the barn and the house, she reaches behind her towards her pack and takes off the adventuring rope that we have, not one end of it, start to throw it up in the air like she's going to lasso something and speaks a word, and the whole rope rises up in the air. Up, up, up. Come on, climb up. Lady Miev will shove Riley first, who is basically naked, and he starts scaling it. Uh, He was an amazingly strong person before, so he's a champion climber. Scales up, and is he hits the top of the rope, and it's like he's going into some kind of tunnel. Jalen, you next, in case there's anything up there that could attack him. Shit. She goes up. (laughs) You go up. Sable, what are you doing? I'm telling the matron, it's not real, matron. Don't believe it. And then if I have the chance, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. 
you can cast Fairy Fire. This is what's real. No, I'm still not attacking anything. Three quarters of the creatures in the air are outlined with fairy fire. And so you can see little tiny men with butterfly wings vigorously hovering in the air. You can also make them out well enough to know that they are casting more spells. The matron seems to start to regain some composure Mm -hmm. and stands up. But you, you still see like little cuts appearing on her face and hands. But I don't see anything making them. No. Her nose starts to bleed. And she says, what? We, this is bad. We have to go. She doesn't seem altogether present at the moment. Can I grab her and- You can grab her and pull her. Away from these things that are casting spells? Yep. That's what I'm going to do. All right. You grab her and pull her. She didn't tell me not to help her. You get out of the barn and we'll come back to Jalen. Jalen, climb the rope. You are in, uh, what does it look like in your- It's a surprisingly large space. You kind of enter into this like window in the sky that's about three by five feet wide. You are able to climb up into it. And then the space itself is really, you can't see anything beyond like what the walls of the space would be, but it's sizable. About like eight people seem like they could fit in here comfortably and maybe set up camp. And then below you, you just see the the window to the rest of the world. Right. An aerial view downward. You're about uh, 60 feet up in the air. I've shouted at Jalen. I've I've probably told Jalen that she can pull up the rope and then wait for me to call if I need the rope to be pulled uh, like down again. So Jalen and Champion Riley are up the rope. Carolina starts going up the rope as well. Jalen will give her a hand up when she can reach. I think Lady Miev goes up the rope as well. So far, are you staying down or what's your plan? I would have Jalen pull up the rope. I'm waiting to see where Sable and the Lady Varathi are. They have stumbled out of the barn, so you, you can see them kind of coming towards you. Lady Varathi's having trouble walking. Mm. And I've definitely got an arm over her shoulder then. Yeah. And I'm helping her. Are cuts still opening on her? Yeah. As we go? Yep. Does she look like she's still aging? No, she seems to be done aging, but it took a lot out of her. Well, if Silpha tells Jalen to pull up the rope, she'll pull it up. I think Silpha will climb up at the end, and I will wait until we see Sable and the, the Lady Verathi to maybe extend the rope down to them, but it seems risky. All right, you climb up. Sable. God, we just left them out in the open. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wait, can we, can, if we pull out the rope, can we still, still see down? Yes, you can. So, like, there's a window looking down onto what's going on below. Okay, Jalen is going to post... At that window, have both hand crossbows out. Okay. And have her eye on Sable as yeah, much as I'm she looking, can, as much I'm as she can see I'm looking back over my shoulder and, and yeah. seeing like where these things are. They're still lit up by fairy fire. So. Well, I'm, I'm worried about assassins coming out of the thorns yeah. at you guys. So, so I'm like... <laughs> like... I'm really trying to watch everywhere as we're going. Uh, attacks and spells can't cross uh, through the entrance or out of it. So you can post there, but you won't. Wait, she doesn't know that. <laughs> But those inside can see out of it. Can they shoot out of it? Nope. No. But she doesn't know that. Nope. So she's going she's gonna to post with her crossbows. She figures she's got her eye on you. It'll just bounce off the floor like it's a floor. But And then, and then she will start cussing like a sailor. If, if something gets in, yeah, you can stab it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm worried about protecting her on the ground. So, Sable. Yeah. Uh, you keep pulling the matron, I assume, toward the yeah. rope? Yeah. Do I see the rope? Do I, d- yeah, do I see people see climbing up the rope? You can definitely see the last of the people disappearing up into okay. some... Did you go up? No, I remain on the ground. I, but I did tell 
Jalen to... Could Jalen lay on the floor of the other dimension and hang out? She said she wouldn't hang out. <laughs> hang out. <laughs> yes, you can. I can? You can basically cook your legs on the floor and roll upside down, stick your whole body out. Just like the rope. I would say to Carolina, hold my feet. She will hold your feet. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and I'm going to hang out. All right, so... I'm not hanging out with Sable. I'm hanging out above Sable. <laughs> I think by all interpretations of that promise, you have broken it. Oh, no, going very literal. <laughs> so as you hang out, you get a horrific, just like, headache instantaneously. It's because of all the blood rushing to your head, it obviously. It could be the blood rushing to your head. That's going to make shooting difficult, but you can shoot. The fairy-fired creatures are still in the barn, okay, and they're good. kind of looking at you. The matron says, my daughter, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And you see cuts continue to appear across her face, and you're pulling her towards the rope? Yeah. Okay, you can get to the rope. I'm getting the rope around her and, like, get her up. You start wrapping the rope around her. Several of the glowing creatures fall out of the sky and turn into wolves. Damn it. And then charge across the open space. Uh, wolves have a speed of 50 feet. I know. They're going to be able to close They on can us. get right to your toes, uh, but can't attack this turn. Jalen, there are, there are wolves, wolves coming. All right. Charging. Do I need to shoot a disadvantage? You know what I've decided? You are, have a decidedly advantageous position here. Okay. So let's have you just roll regular. Okay. 18. Definitely hits a wolf. For eight. Okay, you hit a wolf. All right, and then do the other hand crossbow. Okay. Uh, no, a nine. <laughs> no, the nine won't do it. You fire a crossbow into a wolf. It sort of yelps and falls over and then kicks itself back up and turns and runs away. Silpha. How many wolves are there total? Six. One is running. And the wolves are charging towards the matron Varathi, who's Correct. being pulled up. She's not being pulled anywhere yet. I just got the rope around her. Because if Jalen sees the ropes around her, she could tell Riley to pull up, to pull her up. Okay, so she will. She'll, once she sees she's secure, she'd be like, pull her up. Okay, so she's being pulled up. She will be. I'm ready to defend our position with Ray of Frost. All right. Basically, six wolves are charging at you, and they will probably contact the matron before they contact you. So if you want to fire a Ray of Frost and hit one of them, do it. 19. I connect with a wolf for one damage, and it's slowed. One of the wolves falls behind. All right, this brings us back around to Sable. So you have the rope tied around her and secured. All right, I've already yelled at them to do that, right? And I've yep. got six wolves coming this way. Yep. As a bonus action, I'm going to turn into a great big wolf. Am I bigger than them? Yes, you are. I am going to growl and snap and intimidate the fuck out of them if I can. Roll me intimidate with advantage, please. 16. 16 is good. So they kind of scatter instead of actually closing, which is what stops them from biting her because they would have gotten to. She is now 30 feet hoisted in the air as Riley pulls as hard and fast as he can. The rope is up. Jalen, you are hanging upside down. They're running. They sort of broke off their charge and scattered around, but you wouldn't describe them as running. You would describe them as circling now. All right, she's going to try to shoot two more of them. Okay. Natural 20 and a 24. So one of them is going to get double damage. Seven plus four is 11. Okay, you shoot one. It immediately like skitters to the ground and you see its image sort of fade away almost. And what is left is a small rolling little man. 
with butterfly who wings. Who flips his butterfly wings up and bolts straight up into the air. And is covered in fairy fire? Probably. Like he's heading for us? More like drunkenly trying to get his wings to work. And you hit another one and it breaks off and starts running. Silpha. I will try to slow down another wolf. Okay. A 13. Uh, that will hit. Four damage and it's slowed. It, you slow down another wolf. Sable. Are any of them coming at me? No. They seem to be circling you and they, but they're not coming at you. No. All right. They start to shrink back into little men with butterfly wings. I'm growling at them severely. And if they start making any moves, so here's what I'm doing. If any of them start looking like they're about to cast a magic spell, I'm going at them. Okay. And I'll try to snap them out of the air. I'm not, my intention is not to kill them. Are any of the grown-ups giving us directions? Like, I, I imagine Lady Miev isn't up at the top being like, Silpha, stop, stop doing that. Surprisingly, no. They're mostly like, if anything comes through this cubby hole with a rope through it, I'm blowing the piss out of it. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the wolves shrink back into little men, and then they turn invisible, just start popping invisible. Some of them still have an outline around them, but they, they seem to be retreating. I'm just pacing in a circle around where that rope is, okay. snarling at anything that I see. Jalen. Can I still see the outlines? Yeah, you can still see glowing outlined little men. Okay, she is not going to keep sh- If they look like they're retreating, she's not going to keep shooting. Okay. They appear to be retreating. Okay. Yeah, she's going to watch. So far, some of them are retreating slowly than others. They're, you're, <laughs> your chill effect seems to have remained. What are you doing? Guarding the bottom of the rope. Guarding where the rope will hang when it's extended to its full length since they're pulling the matron up. The matron goes up another 30 feet and basically disappears into the thing. And you see people trying to care for her up there. And you guys are left on the ground in the quiet. I'm still I'm sniffing the air for anything else other than these fairies, which I'm assuming I can smell. Uh, Jalen's going to keep taking advantage of the bird's eye view for Sable's sake. Okay. It goes quiet. The fairies eventually get out of fairy fire range and break line of sight and disappear yeah. into the thorns. Does the rope come back down? If you call for it, <laughs> or, or, or if Sylpha <laughs> calls for it. I'll call for the rope. We'll lower it back down. I'm, I am literally pacing a circle around at the moment, so I'm giving you a chance to get up the rope first. So Silpha will finally climb up into the space and say, this lasts for an hour, and we will have to leave before the spell concludes. I think they are retreating for now. So Silpha, do you climb up? Yes. What are you doing? As soon as she's up, I'll turn back into a person and make my way up at you. All right. And then once she's safe inside, Jalen will go back inside. As you guys pull up, Carolina will help you basically do a, a omega crunch to get back up into the space. And as it all settles down, Miev is sitting next to the matron and looks up and just sort of shakes her head. that concludes our story for today special thanks to todd ferguson at my pet machine for our tunes and julie at elaborate fly to fancy for our logo you can find them both on facebook don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you get this and tune in next time to figure out what's up with those people in the thorns what happens next in a world with no matron brathy see you around on carrots and suffering a DD odyssey
should find out what the tree likes and bring it presents. <laughs> I brought you some horse shit. <laughs> but it was from the Pornino horses. From the Pornino horses, so it's premium horse shit. It's luxurious. Yeah, we'll get to that later. All right, that's it. I'm sleeping.